Everybody, uh, welcome to the new media show. Of course, I'm joined. I'm Todd Cocker, and joined by my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenley. Rob, how you doing? Doing terrific, Todd. It's great to be uh, back doing the show um, in uh, in these unusual times. Yes, I should say. yes, it is. And you know, I'm um, I'm fully awaiting the Michigan governor to make us all start working from home. But here in my <laughs> That's a big change for you, isn't it, Todd? Well, my Michigan studio is 11 miles from my house. So, you know, I, I could, if they, you know, no one's here. It's just me. Right. So I'm technically already, you know, sequestered or quarantined or whatever we want to call this. Exactly. You know, so I wonder if they'll let me, I, w- I wonder if the cops will come knock on the door if we're supposed to be in our houses when they lock us down. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think suppose that's a good question. I'll yes. think I'll think I'll risk it because you know I'm just here by myself, so it's it really is self quarantine. But yes, strange times that we live in, and they haven't locked Washington State down. I'm surprised that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, I'm surprised too, actually. But you know, I'm I'm definitely sequestered, not going anywhere myself. So just I don't know how long we're going to be like this, Todd. It's hard to say, you know. Well, one thing's for sure. It definitely gives us a lot of captured audience right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. We, uh, we uh, did a, uh, the team and I did a live event on Thursday for our Podcast Insider event. And we never do that show live. We just usually record it and then put it up as a blog post. And, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is, right? And so yeah. Mike, Mike's up in Traverse City and I said, why don't we just try live and see what happens? And we did it in, in the Blueberry Channel, and we had like 30 people show up. And I'm like, well, I think we're on to something here, you know, because, you know, let's be frank. If some people are working from home. Some right. people, sadly, are not working at all. Right. You know, that's the true tragedy on this thing is I can still work um, yeah. and get paid. And there are thousands and maybe at this point millions of people that are you know, being affected job wise. So, you know, I'm just like, what's going to happen here, you know, and, uh, we'll see what, what, end, what the, you know, I don't know how long this is going to go on. It's, I'm not even going to try to guess. Yeah. I would expect yeah. probably six to eight weeks, maybe. I don't know. Right. Possibility. I mean, it just, we just don't know. There, there's so many unknowns about what's going on here and how really how long-term how, how this could affect the podcasting space yeah. too. It, it's really unknown right now. I, I know that the people are signing up for creating podcasts as much as they were before yeah. all this. So it, you know, it hasn't really impacted the podcasting space too much. And I haven't heard much yet around advertising in this medium yet either, whether or not there's been a big hit or the beginnings of a, of a change or not on that as well. So I well, don't know. Yeah. You know, I looked at sales numbers and we were tracking just about what we thought we would be. Right. Uh, cancellations have we had a few a few podcasters reach out for some relief and uh, and working with them, but uh, I guess we'll just see what happens here. We're going to be pretty flexible. We want people to keep on podcasting, and you know we've had some people that come to us with uh, COVID nineteen ideas, and we're like, yeah, here's a free account. Go, you know, knock yourself out. Kind of vetted them a little bit, make sure they're right from the right type of agency or group, and people trying to get their the word out on what is uh, going on in space and, mm-hmm. and you know, you gotta kind of be careful too, because if I'm going to comp an account to someone, I don't want them to be someone that's putting out, uh, you know, putting out bogus information 
So, you know, had several of those conversations with people right. and make sure, you know, w- what they're sourcing their data from and, and their yeah. backgrounds and all that. So, um, you know, that's before we, you know, cut them loose, but, um, I guess we'll see. And I, uh, your cohort, Rob shared with some information. I don't know if I'm supposed to share it or not on download numbers. And I was going to take a look and see where we were at. Uh, for this month compared to maybe last month or a year ago at the same time and to see if the download listing number, I, you know, I, I look back to 2008 when we went through the housing crisis. And of course this is really short-term wise, much more worse than the housing crisis. Right. And when we took a big hit in the stock market, our business went up, right. advertising went up and I, I can't imagine advertising going down at this point. I really can't because if you think about the, you know, everyone's on their computers or on TV. Uh, I just don't see it now. A certain type of advertising, maybe, I don't know. But hey, want to say hello to everyone that's in the in chat. Luke, Mike, Stephanie, Todd, thanks for saying hello. I think we've got the audio fixed this week too. Um, it was my fault, Rob. There was a setting on that machine last week. That's why you were really bad a little bit of a struggle oh it was after i listened to it later hey bravo (laughs) for the live audiences stayed last week i would have i would have left i would have bailed (laughs) probably some did i I think some did (laughs) oh my god as i went back and listened like this yeah totally (laughs) it was like i was clipping or something yeah i thought for a minute it was packet loss that's, no, no. That's typically what you it, it was here. And all I had to do was flip around and switch the settings on the MacBook. And I didn't have the audio. I had it set on Skype just fine, but not the master audio. And oh. as soon as I changed that, because it's using a special adapter now, because Mac doesn't allow you to have a, what is it? A mic in. It only has a line out stupidity. And right. so I have to use a little adapter. So I, it, it's on me. So if you all okay. want to, if you all want to yell, <laughs> from what, but I was able to salvage the, the main recording. Cause I was recording audio backup as well. And it didn't sound too bad, but yeah, we're, we're back where we are supposed to be. So last week was really a solo show for you, Todd. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I really kind of cringed when I brought the, I loaded the video up and I started playing. I was like, they didn't tell us it was that bad. <laughs> no, we're trying to be nice. Oh, they nice. Yeah, they're being angels. You know, I would have been screaming, "Hey, you, you guys are supposed to have your act together." Right. Well, well, even you know, even us has problems. I mean, so I mean, it happens. I mean, doing stuff live is not always easy and doesn't always work well. It's one of the reasons that I took uh, my radio show back in the other days out of the broadcast radio station. I had a lot of problems in there. So I, that's when I started pre-producing. Yeah. Everything. yeah. So, so anyway, there has been a lot, a lot. Uh, and I'm starting trying to load these images, uh, Rob, on the computer here that you sent me from the, yeah. um, from Tom's presentation. Cause they did the, did the presentation on Thursday for, um, right. Tom Webster and the, his group yep. and the infinite dial and I'll get these saved and we'll talk about them here at length in a few minutes and give our, give our, our undivided uh, attention to it. <laughs> yes. 
Well, you know, you have to wonder how, how, you know, looking forward, how reflective these numbers really are of, I guess they're reflective of the past, but now we're in kind of a new era. Uh, it's, it's hard to really predict what the impact of what's happening in the world right now is going to have on these numbers going forward. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And, uh, let's see here. Um, I hope I'm going to just show these. We're not going to be able to talk to them in order because I'm downloading. Which is fine. Yeah. yeah. They're all standalone. Pretty all right. much. And, but you know, I, I guess it's just any, what's been more interesting too, is my support team. I shouldn't say this because I'm going to jinx them is the support's been actually a little slower. So we kind of thought that with everything going on, that we would have a lot more support calls come in. And it really didn't, it hasn't been like super heavy, but the, right. the thing that I think I find the most amazing is, is I've been keeping all my appointments. We've been doing zoom meetings and so forth. And sure. the, I get astonished, you know, when, when I'm on the call, be like, you're here. And I'm like, well, yeah. And we got an appointment. He says, I've been like 80% of the appointments that they've been making have been Canceled? Well, people not even showing up, not even getting the courtesy oh. of canceling, not even the courtesy of canceling an appointment. I'm like, I don't know. It's we're I guess we're just so used to working remote, right? And and doing this kind of stuff, I I do Zoom and um, conference calls all the time. Yeah, I did get an email from FreeConferenceCall.com telling me that they they were seeing unprecedented usage levels uh, on their platform and. They were having to upgrade their infrastructure to keep up with the amount of people doing uh, conference calls, mm. know, which I guess makes sense. You know, you think about all these millions of people working from home, mm -hmm. um, they still want to network and communicate with their colleagues. Um, that's, I mean, I've been using freeconferencecall.com for years and it works terrific. Yeah. So I just think that, you know, StreamYard and, and um, Squadcast and Zoom and all of these video conferencing platforms of sorts are just going to see unprecedented usage going forward as more people work from home. And this is kind of a new era, Todd, I, and you probably would agree with this for online communications. And, and I mean, I've even seen CNN and these big uh, TV networks um, starting to look more like podcasters. <laughs> you know, and, and I had to laugh because, you know, I'm doing a little of this, right? And so right, they're on right. Skype conversations and, right. you know, they're, 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 you know, they start hearing the audio drop out and I'm like, oh, you know, our world. they haven't, they haven't learned that, you know, there's, okay, yeah. if you're going to do a Skype interview, you met, have a wired connection, don't be on Wi-Fi, right. you know, all these little things we already know. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself. <laughs> to, the, to the major media people, you know, and I right. understand what they're trying to do. They're, you know, they're trying to get the word out and keep the programming going, but. Right. And keep, keep separated too. They're all yeah. doing it from their homes, just like what we do. Right. So, so they're becoming more like us. Right. Now. Big media is becoming more like, <laughs> like what we've been doing for like 11 years. Right. Yeah. But I'll be honest with you though. I have not been watching mainstream media for a long time. I, right. I took a break because I felt myself becoming apprehensive. I was getting, yeah, listen to this news and it would just, so I stopped, I stopped watching it because it wasn't good for my mental health. So for right. like two days I had flipping between 
all these talking heads. And like yesterday afternoon, I'm like, you got to shut this off. Right. Check out for an hour or two a day, but the rest of the time, because I let it run like eight hours straight. I'm working. I'm, you know, looking at the TV, the new, you know, the new breaking news or, you know, whatever it was. And it just like, it's it's a a lot of, a lot of news that talked about the the same over and over and over and over. And and it's, and they're looking for Phil. There's other stuff going on in the world uh, a little bit, but that's not getting covered. (laughs) No, not at all. So let's talk, I guess we break into the infinite dial for those of you who didn't watch the infinite dial. Um, we had a lot of fun with Tom and <laughs> he, he, uh, he had it as comical as he could throwing his humor in and, um, he made some good lines. So let's see if I can, I'm going to have to change my viewer here. So let me. And didn't he send an email out? Uh, I think for those that registered, um, a, a link to the full deck yeah, he as did. well as the webinar that he put on too. So yeah. if you missed it, I, I believe you can go to the, it, I think it's the Edison research.com. I think is the address Todd. Is that right? Yeah. Um, and, and you can probably find it in the podcast, um, studies area. All right. So let's see, am I showing anything I shouldn't show? No. So pick the desktop up and I do this. Oh, this is going to suck. I got two monitors. Hang on. Let me figure out how to do this because I'm just bringing the images up. Yeah. Let's see here. Oh, yeah. Maybe I can do that. Ah, ding. All right. So the first slide is talking about the, in the study. And again, those of you who don't know this, the infinite dial is a yearly study put out by Edison research is sponsored by Triton digital. And, um, this is what the tenth year or ninth year they've been doing this a long time. I think it the first year I think was what two thousand five or six, one of the two I can't remember. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, um, the first slide that we've got up here is that is talking about the age of monthly podcast listeners, and you know, really the one that really blows me away the most, and the the, the tsunami of change over time has been this age group factor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally amazing uh, how younger people have really got connected with this medium. I think that that's the biggest change. So yeah. 37%, 12 to 34, 35 to 54 is 40%. And here's the thing I keep telling people, 55 plus, 23%. Why? Why is 55 plus here? Because when podcasting started 15 years ago, those folks were 40 years old. They haven't stopped listening. Right. So they're moved into this 23% category. Yeah. And, um, but monthly podcast consumers where they've said they've consumed at least a single podcast. Right. Um, is 12 to 34, 48%, 55 and above 20, 35 mm-hmm. to 54, 32. So I think this is done well. Um, the space is strong right. for, for podcast listeners, let's see if I can do this without scoring. Well, for many, many years, Todd, the, the age 35 to 54 was the, the largest percentage of podcast consumers. Right. Um, now it's shifted over to the 12 to 34 age group, which is, which means that a lot of younger people are, are connecting with the medium now. Yep. Yeah. Let's see here. I'm having to make some. Which is really, really good news for the advertising industry. Mm-hmm. N- next one up is talking about, diversity in the space 
Mm-hmm. And so if you look at this, uh, Caucasian, 58, African-American, 13, Hispanic, 18, Asian, 4%, and other is 7. When you look at it from a, the basis of a um, monthly pr- podcast consumer, uh, white, 63, African-American, 11, Hispanic, 11, Asian, 5, other, 9%. Yeah, it's, it's interesting how um, certain um, ethnicities um, over-index here and which one's under-index, mm-hmm. I think is the big, big difference there. Um, whites are over-indexing uh, on podcast consumption, which I guess probably isn't a big surprise. Um, Asians are o- over-indexing, others is over-indexing, but the Hispanic community is under-indexing which means that there's still a huge growth opportunity on the Hispanic side. So what does that mean then, Rob? You mean it's under-indexing? Oh, we're talking about U.S. It's, yeah, it's a breakup. So of, oh, people, oh. Uh, you know, that are, that are white consuming podcasts oh, I see, I see. are in the general percentage of the general population. So uh, it's, it's over, over-indexing. I got you. Compared to all the other ethnic groups. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So let's break this one into let's go into this next slide then and i'm juggling here uh monthly podcast listening if you look at 2017 it was 27 percent for men and now 39 percent in 2020 as compared to women in 2017 21 percent to 36 percent but i think if you look at this group this jump 29 to 36 it goes along with everything you and i have been saying here for the past year is the number of women not only entering podcasting space as creators, but those that are listening, right. it's skyrocketing. And I, this is to me is very exciting. Well, it's, it's, it's becoming balanced. There's actually more women in the U S than there are men. So there's, there's still more to grow on this side to be balanced with the percentage of the U S population. But yeah, I mean, I mean, a, was it a 7% growth on, on, on women listening to podcasts is yeah. is a huge growth number because it's, it's huge. only it's only three percent growth for for men. So that just tells you it's definitely growing much faster on on the listening side for for women. Yeah. All right. So let's see if I can switch slides here. And I'm not on my normal way to do this. There we go. So we're talking now about monthly podcast listening. And this is basically um, percentage. You have all age demos, too. This is across the U.S. population. Yeah, so starting in 2008, where it was 9%, today up to 37%. In other words, they have listened, percentage listened to a podcast in the last month. This is what this chart is, is last month, 104 million people have listened 32 to 37. And again, a nice 5% jump as compared to the year before it was 6 and then everything else has been twosies, threesies, foursies, you know. So right. everyone's talking about podcasting. Everybody. You know, right. I haven't run into hard. Well, I ran into somebody the other day who didn't know what a podcast was. And actually, when I had them show me their phone and said, oh, 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 I know what you're talking about. So uh, that was, uh, right. you know, they just well, listened to a program. Well, from 2018 to 2019, was a six percent growth mm-hmm. um and then what we saw from 2019 to 2020 was uh, a five percent growth so right. it actually didn't grow quite as fast yeah as as 28 or 2018 to 2019 but pretty darn close 
you know. Yep. And I think the slide that probably everyone was excited to see was the one that talks about, you know, this overall, you know, how many percentage of people that have ever listened to a podcast and we're up to 55% or 155 million people. I yep. think the U.S. population is what, 330, something like that. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. this is, uh, you know, I think what happens now is I, I would fully expect this number to jump much higher in the coming year. Yeah, I would say go, looking forward, I, I would say agree because, you know, again, 2018 to 2019, what showed a 7% growth and from 19 to 20 was a 4% growth. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's growing a little slower, but I would tend to expect that. I, I think going forward, it, it, you know, it, it could grow a little slower, Todd, who knows? I mean, but yet the, the changes in what's happening with people staying home, I don't know. There's, there was conflicting things that I read online, you know, from Tom Webster and others that uh, were were saying that maybe the, we shouldn't be overly optimistic about people's attention to this medium looking forward because of uh, other other factors, right? Uh, distraction, other things. It's hard for people to concentrate when they're when they're under threat, and and I don't know. I mean, I think there's a lot of unknown factors. You know, I think as you look back to the historical things I, I think tom was mentioning that 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 these kind of things create a lot of uncertainty in the media market too um and people change their consumption patterns patterns that, that they're not riding on trains or buses they're not in their cars as much which is where a lot of the listening happens uh, so maybe they get distracted more into video i don't i there's a lot of unknown factors here that we just don't know well you know if you think about it though and again you and i are not average use case no but for me at this point i'm used i'm pretty busy you know i'm used to traveling a lot we're doing events i'm going down to columbus i'm spending time with you know i'm i'm busy so for me it's like you know slow right back up you know pull the pull the reins in and i'm sure that's the same way for a lot of people and for me it's like like two nights ago i'm like man, I, I, I got to finish that book. So I get, you know, broke out the iPad and kind of spent two, three hours reading. Good distraction. Right. I'm listening to a lot of podcasts during the day, you know, in, in, in early evening to the favorite shows and trying to get their mix on things and what's going on and look, you know, because to be honest with you, the folks at Netflix and, <laughs> and Amazon, and they need to add a whole bunch of movies because we're all going <laughs> to... I think yeah. H- HBO, uh, you know, is going to have their series out now. What's a, the mm-hmm. one that's, uh, uh, wonder what's, oh my God, I'm trying to think here where they have the robots. Mm. Um, uh, Westworld, uh, West, Westworld. Oh, uh, Westworld. Yeah. Westworld, Westworld is starting up. Right. So, you know, that's going to give us something to look forward to. I think they just need to release the whole series and be done with it right. instead of feeding us one a week. But I think, though people will adapt here and if people are kind of like kids at home they're you know and dealing with that all day and there's one thing that's going to happen there's going to be a lot of babies a lot of divorces <laughs> and there's and there's going to be ways to they're going to be lots of sales of velcro because parents are going to want to be velcroing their kids to the wall to keep them to <laughs> 
that's, so that's an that's an interesting visual, Todd. I, I have to think about that one a little bit. You know, I use that. I use Velcro to the wall. I use that. Yeah. You know, my point was when I was in the military, when I was instructing students. Well, you got a train going by, Rob. Uh, yeah. I didn't know you're near a train track. So, so this is, we can get, we can, those of us trying to, to deduce where Rob has his hideout at, we can know he's near a train track. So, um, I used to say when I was instructed, cause I, I could never be a K-12 teacher. Never, never, never. But when I was teaching military guys, you know, if they were falling asleep, I would just throw an eraser at them. You know, <laughs> you can't do that with uh, K-12, you end up in jail, but, um, you know, I always said if I ever had to teach Kate kindergarten or, or something, I would have to have yeah. places to put kids on the wall, you know, Velcro up there. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, those of you teachers that are spending time off right now, uh, God bless you because, uh, I, I could never be a teacher. I really not teaching K 12s. And if I teach high schoolers, then it, there would probably be, no, it wouldn't work. <laughs> I could just imagine the parents walking in and all, 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 all the kids in your classroom are all Velcro to the wall. <laughs> they call the cops on me. I'd be cuffed and stuff. But, but I think, though, there's going to be some parents that are not used to being with their kids all day. Well, yeah. yeah. You know, maybe, no, the school, mo- maybe, maybe, the mo- maybe some moms are, the stay-at-home moms. And so the dads are home or, you know, you've maybe mom's working and maybe dad's home and, you know, it's a, uh, you know, mom's the nurse and, you know, it, who knows? It could be the whole. So, um, yeah, I could see. Bandwidth <laughs> pipes are getting saturated with uh, Xbox games and PlayStation games going on all day. Right? And, so and I'm sure there's lots of battles over bandwidth that are going to happen. In the it's home it's already seen. I'm already seeing it here at work. I was having a meeting the other day and I was. I was checking bandwidth speeds throughout the day. It was dropping, 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 dropping. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. but hopefully they start using the parks because they say you can go outside. But anyway, back, back to this study. <laughs> We're having fun today. Got to have a little fun, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Have to have a little fun. All right. So let's talk about this uh, podcast. Oh, I'm going to destroy this because, you know, I can never speak English. Familiarity. Oh, my God. Famili- familiarity. 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 <laughs> percentage, yeah. of, percentage of people familiar with podcasts in the United States, age 12 plus, and uh, up to 75%, 212 million. This is, again, good. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. How much higher can it get? That's the next question. If you look at smartphone adoption, right, it, it peaked at like 85%. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, awareness and familiarity can probably go, can probably get up close to 100, I, I would think. I would think but, so. So but, let's say we get to 85% where we have equal parity with people having cell phones and people that know about podcasting. Yeah. But so what does that leave? 15% of what is that age group that doesn't have a, have a cell phone then is that 85 plus or 90 plus that don't want to you know what is that 15 percent of the population doesn't have a smartphone I, that's the key is what age group doesn't have us now we've got folks that well 12 you know i mean this is research is based on 12 and up right 12 and so, up. so so you I, got 12 and under there's yeah. a lot of kids that are that are in that 12 to maybe 15 age range that yeah. maybe don't have cell phones i don't know yeah. And parents, uh, based on raising my kids, uh, don't give your kids a cell phone until they're about 
17. Right, right. <laughs> that's just my opinion. If I had it to do all over again. So anyway, that's, that's a good number. So let me bring up this next one here. Oh, we've already done that slide. Yeah. All right. Hang on. I'll find another one here. Uh, we've already done that one. I think there were some duplicate slides in your emails, Rob. Oh, was there? Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's Dude, I hope the, I sent them all to you. That's a we'll dupe. Uh, oh, yeah. These were... Oh, that's weird. Why am I getting... And we went over all these. Oh, I don't think we went over this one. There's oh. two two separate emails that I sent. Yeah, I know. So here's a slide we haven't went over. Review. Is it this one? Yeah. So yeah. here's monthly podcast listing. Oh, did we go over this already? No, I don't think no, so. No, no, no. This is age, not gender. Yeah. So yeah. why don't you talk to this, Rob? Well, the biggest uh listener base which is consistent with the other slide that we saw is a 12 to 34 with 49 percent um of you know up from 42 percent so the 12 to 34 is leading podcast listening um today and the age group 35 to 54 is about 40 percent so it's about nine percent lower but it's up uh, around four percent from uh 2018 or 2019 and then the 50 plus or the 55 plus is up, uh, what was it up uh, 5% uh, from 17 to 22. So, you know, growth across the board, you yeah. know, in all, all age demos. Um, but it's interesting, the shift that has happened. Um, I guess if you look at the overall numbers, the 12 to 34 age group is really uh, the only time that it was less then the 35 to 54, I guess, was back in 2017. So it's been, that age group has been climbing faster than, um, than the 35 to 54 age group for, for like three years now. So, yeah. So I've just loaded the actual presentation. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Good. So let me scroll Good. through. There's yes, a lot more in this thing too. Right. Oh, yeah. You're gonna have to flip through a lot of slides to get yeah. to the podcasting one yeah. too. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So let me go ahead and flip to this, and we'll make sure we've talked about all these. File Chrome. All right. So, all right. We already talked about 212 million people being familiar with podcasting. We've right. We already talked about percentage they've ever listened to. That's. 155 million. Don't know. Maybe we didn't talk about this slide, but this is the percentage that have ever listened to a show ever. And then those that have listened in the last month, last month. is right. 37%. And then monthly podcast listing. That's the slide. Yeah. We, oh, this is the men, women breakdown. Right. And we did talk about that. Yeah. yeah. And this is the age group one that you just talked just about. Talked about. Yeah. Right. Oh, here we go. So here's sex of monthly podcast listeners. U.S. population is 51 to 49. So, uh, fellas, you have to work harder to get a date than the ladies do. But it looks like it's exactly reflective of the U.S. population. But if we exclude all the weirders out there, fellas, you probably have a pretty good chance. Um, and then <laughs> <laughs> talking about the weirdo guys. Okay. So, okay. and then let's look at this. So it breaks. Todd, I don't think we're talking about the distribution of uh, male and female having sex. 
I don't think that's the no. <laughs> Sorry, Todd. <laughs> Rob, you're going to get us in trouble. No, that wasn't a that wasn't a dangerous thing. Yeah, very dangerous. <laughs> All right, so the breakdown is fifty one forty nine um, for monthly podcast consumers twelve plus. So it just breaks real exactly on the same lines as demographic. Yeah, right. Which yeah. is amazing when you think about it. Yeah, yeah. and then we already talked about this age group. Talked about the diversity. We talked about weekly. Talked about oh, here's the slide. This is a slide we have to really talk about. Is the average time listening to podcasts, which is varied between you know four minutes and 30 seconds in 2015 to 639 in 2020 so what this tells us and this is what podcasters need to think about is yes we're gaining in the number of people listening but they're only listening about the same amount now what's the thing that shocks me here about this is that it's only six minutes and 39 seconds I, I find this incredibly hard to believe that an average well, podcaster who listens to what it was, it's six some shows. I think it's another slide coming up only listens six minutes and 39 seconds in a given week. How is this number right? This is the only yeah. one that's got me scratching my head. Oh, wait a minute. Hours. Duh. Six hours, hours and 39 minutes. Okay. I'm not six uh, minutes. Gotcha. I'm well, okay. That, Tom, uh, forgive me. <laughs> well, that would make sense if you look at, I, I think the numbers came back, was it um, the average podcast listener listens to, what was it, five or six podcasts? Uh, I think is what, yeah, what, five or what, six. what it turned uh, out. Well, yeah. I think it's the next slide. The yeah, average podcasts. is six podcasts in the last week. Yeah. And what's the average length of uh, the most popular podcast? Uh, the one I listen to is three hours and 30 minutes. <laughs> 50, well, no, it's like 50 to 60 minutes yeah. is the average length of the most popular podcasts out there. So six hours. So again, for those of you listening, six hours and 39 minutes is the average in 2020, not six minutes and 39 seconds. I'm an idiot. So that's, that's listening in the last week. In the last week. Yeah. Right. Right. So if they're only, okay, I'll make the case again. If they're listening six hours and 39 minutes in a week. You, and they're average subscribing to six podcasts. Six podcasts. You have to. We have to build more audience, right? Because if if that's the average, and it's not increasing, six hours thirty seven, six hours twenty nine, six hours thirty nine. Yeah. You know, if the if if every new person we add grows to the six hours and thirty nine minutes, so you have to add earballs. Yeah. So how do, I mean, it's a big question. How do we add to that? And, and maybe we're going to see that number grow up because of what's happening in the world right now. Um, but people are pretty busy in their lives and that's what this is reflective of is, is what other listening or watching is this six hours and 39 minutes replacing, right? Is there, what's the trend line on, on other media that people are listening to i mean like how much they're listening to music and how many they're watching youtube television listening to radio all those things factor into this number and to tom's point if people are now at home and they've been listening in the subway in the car on the bus right in the cube at the gym 
And those are, are they going to listen more at home or is uh, home full of too many other distractions? Right. I think that's, that's the biggest question and it would be great to have some, some research. And I, I think there is research around how people consume podcasts, but with the new world order right now, I think that's going to get all scrambled up. For me, I'm here. I'm at the house alone. I'm right. here alone. My routine doesn't change. I'm listening to the same amount of stuff that I, well, actually in the past week, probably not. I had the bloob tube on. Well, you're not a commuter, Todd. I mean, right. granted, we we both have traveled a lot for podcasts, yeah. conferences and things like that, but that's not like a daily thing. We travel to a particular city and spend a week there and then we go back or whatever that duration is. Um, sure, we'll, we'll listen to podcasts on the plane on the way there and on the way back, but you know, but that's we're not like a daily commute. Do we have to exclude ourselves, Rob? Because oh, we're, know, we're weird. We're weirdos. Let's just think we're about. Weird. Let's just think about the, you know, my mom. My mom listens to. Right. I know of at least three shows she listens to. Matter of fact, I catch her. I come into you know. I come out of my where I'm staying, my loft. You know, I've got my own space. And I walk over to where her house is and I go in and she's got, and it's not playing, it's playing on her computer. She's listening on a web browser and it's playing. She's not listening to the earbud and she's listened to the shows that she listens. So I've caught her dozens of times listening to podcasts. So it's, and I, and I can hear which podcast she's listening to. And I'm like, what are they saying? Or, you know, cause I haven't caught up and she'll t come out and tell me later, you need to listen to this, this episode or that of this or this of that. So I know she's listening to more than six hours and 39 minutes just based on, she listens in the evening, but a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people watch TV in the evening. So if you figure that six hours, and 39 minutes over a week, that's over seven days. So you're looking at what, about 50 minutes a day? Yeah. Makes on sense. Average? Monday through Friday, average commute right. time is 22 minutes one way. So 40 to 50 minutes each right. day listening. Yep. All those things make sense. So, and I always call it earballs because I also say some of us are doing stuff for, to, to watch us. So we have to grow more ears than listening to the space. That's the only way the space grows is we have to get more people listening to more podcasts. Right. Because they de this number hasn't changed very much. The number right. of podcasts listened to in a week, it's varied a little bit. But, yeah, I think it's always been in the five to six range, mostly, mm -hmm. for the whole life of the medium. Yeah. So if you look at this, one, 11%, two, 21%, three, 19, four to five, 19, six to 10, 18%. So, you know, you look at this three, four, five, six is really probably the range, right? Yeah. Yeah. But there are a lot of people that have 10, you know, 18% is a, is a big chunk that have as much as 10. So that's, that, that's pulling these numbers a little higher too, which is probably why you're seeing the six, um, hours and 39 minutes. So it's pulling a little, little more towards the, the, the more subscriptions. So my understanding of this was uh, 1500 telephone respondents and they use all the standard surveying quote unquote, you know, all the, all the, you know, all the right things to do a survey and. And if you look over the years, the survey result data has stayed pretty steady. So it shows the sampling seems to do, uh, do very well. Yeah. 
So well, and also, <clears throat> I mean, you have to wonder too. Um, there, there is a growing number of daily podcasts too, uh, which could could skew that number a little higher as well. But I don't believe that the daily podcasts are taking a significant chunk of podcast consumption, though. I'm not listening to any daily shows right now. None. Right. Personally, right. zero. Yeah. So, observation. Monthly podcast consumers grew by 16% year over year, cresting 100 million Americans for the first time. What's the next one? Approximately 169 million Americans listened to online audio in the last week. So just re- read, it's not podcasting at all. It's, it's online audio in the last week, spending an average of over 15 hours doing so. Right. More than six in 10 Americans use some form of voice assistant technology. I can go back up. And so some of that it is incumbent upon the content producer to ensure their content is easily retrievable through voice. And I keep telling people, you got to train your listeners. Got to train your listeners. And I tell, it's very simple. In my show, I say, and I don't use the word A-L-E-X-A. I say, use the magic word to launch your smart home device and say the word, play the podcast, new media show. And that will get, the latest episode started in most instances. Let me back up because there's, and for those of you that are listening, there's like 50 or 60 slides in this presentation, 78 slides. And um, it's, it covers everything. It covers social media. Uh, let's see here. Let's, we'll start into it. Talks about media technology. Here's that slide that talks about smart home ownership at 85% or $240 million. It's own. basically flatline since 2017, yeah. pretty much 82. 81% mm-hmm. through 85% over those four years. Yeah. So the saturation is going to happen, has happened. Here's an interesting one. Tablet ownership has dipped a little bit because <clears throat> yep. I think the phones are getting bigger. And I even find myself using my phone sometimes more than my tablet now because the phones have right. gotten Big over, enough. Over six inches. Yeah. A lot of them. But yeah. this is the one that really kind of shocks me that isn't getting further present uh, penetration is smartphone, smartwatch ownership hanging at around 17%. Yeah. I wonder why. I don't know. You know, cost is, you know, if, if you own a cell phone, you've, you've paid a thousand bucks for a cell phone. One and, thing that I'd like to see too is what's the, what's the demographic breakdown of a smartphone owner? Ownership is it skewed towards um, older older Americans or older people in general, or I mean, are younger people? What's the adoption on the younger side of these devices? Yeah, is a question that I have. But you know, here's one I don't think anyone's surprised at. It's same thing: smart speaker awareness. Talking about how many people are aware of any smart speaker brand, you know, seventy-eight percent. It looks I, like it's topped out too. How can people, if, if you if Bob ever bought anything on Amazon, they like stick it in your face. So how can you have missed a smart speaker? I guess it's at 22% that's under 12 years of age. They, well, heck, they know about it more than, you know, kids are telling their devices to play music and stuff. So they know about it, right. but that's not who they're talking to in these surveys. They're talking to people 12 plus. So right. Yeah. let's move on here. Smart speaker ownership is 27%. That continues to grow. I think this one here is evident. 
Amazon, yeah, Google, but, and Apple HomePod. But that's only in the U.S. So, it, you know, the Amazon smart speaker is 21% and the Google one is uh, 11%. But when you look outside of the U.S., that those numbers flip. So, you think Google so? product. Well, oh, yeah, maybe. It yeah. Is. yeah. It is. People are very much, because if you think about it, outside of the U.S. is so strong with Android. People are are in in the Google ecosystem outside of the U.S. more than they are the e- even the the Apple e- ecosystem as well as the Amazon ecosystem. Number of smart yeah. speakers in the household, you know, three or more. You know, I've got right. got two here in this office and one one here. I know that my kids in Hawaii have at least two in the in the house there, so. I have one sitting on my desk right here. So, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they're in bedrooms, they're in dens, they're in kitchens. Yeah. And they're more and more going to be installed in mirrors and appliances and in your car. <clears throat> All those places too. Let's see here. Oh, this is the one that this should not be as a surprise. Number of radios, the radio star, AM, FM radios in 2020. Um, zero, 32%, one to three, 58% and four or more 10%. Again, number of radios in household. Now this wasn't really clear on one question I had around online radios. Are they counting online streaming radios or are they talking about just straight broadcast radios? I, it it wasn't clear. By the way, Tom says they don't flip, but Google catches up in, in, in reference to your your delta between Amazon devices and Google devices. So Tom, what on this question is, what is it again, Rob, that you want to ask us? Tom's watching. Oh, about the, the radios. Are we talking about, um, or including online radios that connect to Wi-Fi, or are we just talking strictly of, of the, um, of the broadcast radio or receivers here in this data? I, you know, in my house, I have zero. Well, right. wait, wait, I'll take that back. In right. my stereo deck, there is one, but there's no antenna hook to it. <laughs> okay. Oh, right. So I guess I technically have to say own one. <laughs> right. So I don't have one. I don't have one anymore. Rob, you're supposed to have one in case of a national emergency. Oh, is that what it That's is? That's right. Okay. We were close to a national emergency. <laughs> okay. I have a Zoom that captures radio. So. All right. So. <laughs> And it's here. Total U.S. population. Oh, it breaks down by age. This should not come as a shock. A shock. 12 plus 32 of zero. Age 18 to 34 have zero. 52 percent. Age 35 plus 23 percent have zero. But you can see that the older folks definitely have, well, definitely have more. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah which, which stands to reason, I guess. Yeah. They've probably been there a long time. <laughs> and there's some comparisons between radio ownership and smart speaker stuff. I don't want to really go into that. Let's see here. Uh, social media usage. It's splat. Basically 77 to 80%. <laughs> it's probably only up because of uh, what? Um, the Instagram platform, I think, is the, is the one that's growing. Uh, TikTok is just kicked off. So it's, and Instagram is growing. Yeah. Yeah. So 87 
to 91, where Facebook is 94 to 95, aware of social media brand. And maybe I should go down here and actually using, use yeah, 62 to 63, 36 to 41. Okay, I guess Facebook actually grew to 2%, right? And 1%. Like, well, yeah, 2% from last year. And Instagram grew 2% as well. So those are writing along the same percentages, yeah. which, which makes sense in a way because those two are linked together. It's They're interesting all- that WhatsApp is uh, growing a little bit, but of course TikTok is, uh, is exploding. Yeah. Face- Facebook usage. You know, from 2015 to now, it's hovered in the 60s with a little dip in 18, 62, 61, 63. So they've gained some some ground back, not much. And then yeah. Facebook usage. Uh, this is what blows me away is this age group using Facebook that are 12 to 34. I thought we would have seen a drop there, but. Uh, it's it's dropped a little with the 55 plus. Yeah. that's That's the only demo that's actually dropped. Well, a percentage point. Sure. I know, but it's that's not a, really dropped. It's gotten lower. But I'm yeah. yeah. And social media brand usage. Move on from that here. Uh, what else? Live stream video games. Fifteen percent percent saying yes. Currently, ever watch a live stream video games is even between 19 and 20 and ever played a video game and streamed it live seven and nine percent. But here's the funny thing. We're on Twitch right now <laughs> doing this well, show, you know, we're not a game. We're not a game. <laughs> um, ever, ever lives. And here's a interesting, the 11% of women. All the same from yeah. year to year. Yeah. So it's not growing and not declining. Yeah. No, not currently ever watch. Yeah. There's more, more women watching it now. Online audio. Again, this is online audio listing. This is overall. Online uh, audio listening to AM, FM radio stations online and or listening to streamed audio content available only on the internet. So right. this is Spotify, Pandora, all those. Right. 68% and 192 million. Monthly online audio listing, online audio listening to AMFM radio stations. Again, same demo, 12 to 34. Right. I'm this one here. If you have any children in your vehicle, you can absolutely right. be guaranteed they're part of this 85 to 86 percentile range over right. the last three years. Yeah. But look at the 55 and up, it's growing. Yeah. But this and thirty-five the to fifty. The biggest increase was the thirty-five to fifty-four. Right, up six percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Now these numbers include podcasting, right? Uh, no, no, no. This is well online audio. Is it only streaming well, only. Let me read it. Only? Online audio, listening to AM/FM <clears throat> radio stations online, oh. and or listening to streamed audio content available only on the internet. So yeah, I guess. I, don't, I mean, it's if it's any, streamed, it's well. What's the definition here? Okay, they're, they're not going to say downloaded and listened or subscribed and listened. They're going to say, "Have you streamed any audio content?" So, because the average Joe could care too less, they're pressing play and it's playing. So, but I think it. I think it's all inclusive. Forward, you know, Tom. Maybe I don't know. If, I mean, I know you probably don't want to draw a distinction here, but that might be helpful. <laughs> There's no way the average 
they don't care, Rob. They just want to hit play and listen. No, that's right. That's you know, right. you're not. You, I, that's but, why he does a separate podcast section. So right, right. Um, but this is, you know, again, whoops, little drop between nineteen and twenty, and average time listening spent to online audio sixteen okay. hours and forty three minutes down to fifteen twelve. Hmm. <clears throat> I mean, it would be helpful to to know if if these numbers include podcasting or not. Here's your brand brand awareness, Pandora. I how could not anyone in the country know about iHeartRadio? They advertise everywhere, so that advertising money they have spent has been horrible. Because if they're not a people aren't aware of iHeart by now, look at the money they've spent. And Pandora, I don't ever see ads for Pandora. You know, right. And they've barely edged out Spotify in awareness. This is awareness of audio brand. And it goes down Pandora, iHeart, Spotify, Apple Music app, Amazon Music, Google Play. I Naps. believe Spotify just passed Pandora. In, well, uh, we've got a slide. In, Hang on. They've got weekly or monthly users, though. Yeah, they've got yeah. right here. Listen to an audio brand on the last month. Pandora, Spotify, uh, Amazon Music, Apple Music, iHeart Radio down at 11. Yahoo! Uh, Google Play and SoundCloud. Right. Mm, and here's the here's the breakout by growth. Pandora's dropped five percent. Pandora's picked up a percent. Amazon Music's picked up two percent. iHeartRadio dropped a little bit. Can't remember. There was a takeaway they had in here, but you know, Pandora dropping is kind of an interesting. Oh, here's the one. Percent listen to audio brand in the last month. And this is where Spotify is winner, winner, chicken dinner. 48%. That's this is, no, this is, yeah, 12, yeah, 12 to 34. 12 to 34, 12 to 34 right. yeah. Which, which, which makes sense. I mean, Pandora is an older yeah. user listening. I use Pandora more. over Spotify. And uh, you look at Amazon Music and they're up 5%. But That's I use Apple. Younger I use Apple Music at the gym. Apple Music is my go-to in the gym because I've got my playlist set up. Right, and that was growing as well. And here's the thirty-five to fifty-four. Pandora still dropped a couple percentage points, and Spotify picked up too. But look at the big jump on Apple Music or Amazon Music, sixteen to twenty. Apple. Right. So, again, those of you listening, I'm sorry if we're not being descriptive enough. We can, uh, these slides are available. Right. But uh, audio brands listened to in the last week, while plus 22% on Spotify, 18% on Pandora. So let's see here, what else? Yeah, that was a combination. In-car media, still very, very slow. Adoption by, some reason, own digital music increase. But I wonder oftentimes if that's not tied to stuff that's in your Apple Music playlist or you're in your. So basically yeah. what they're saying is the own digital music increase in 45 to 48% where AM FM radio stayed in the, in the 81% range. Well, it doesn't show much of a decline for radio in the car, does it? No, not at all. Podcast jumped 2%. Online radio jumped 5% to 33 CD player, not surprising, 49, 43, 41. 
I haven't played a CD in a car in over 10 years. So it's, it's really safe to say that radio is looking like they're pretty safe when it comes to in-car listening. Well, this is so really, far. yeah. And this is, you know, this is a long haul, but you look here, this is in-dash information entertainment systems. Percent owning an in-dash information entertainment system in a car, 2020, 18%. Huh. Well, you know, it's a long roll. You know, I think about the car I had. I had a 2009 Mazda CX-9. It had no no information entertainment system. I gave that son to my, you know, when I left Hawaii, I gave that car to my son in 2019. So, you know, I drove that car for 10 years, put 237,000 miles on it, bought my new Ford Edge right. here, and it now has a in-dash information entertainment system. So if I plug in my iPhone, it, you know, gives me auto uh, Apple right. play or an Android and, or it does its own dealio and it still so doesn't. This, yeah. This, this tells me that, um, people are keeping their cars longer. Oh, Rob. Yeah. Most yeah. people drive their cars, you know, there's, I think only yeah. the rich or people that don't have a lot of financial sense change their vehicles every three years. Right. You know? I, I drive, I'm a, I'm thrifty. I drive until the wheels fall off. Right. But from 2018 to 2019, we saw a 4% increase, which maybe, uh, but, but if you look back, if, back but, in that time frame, people were, you know, so, I don't know. so if There's we a think bunch of older cars that people recycled but, into buying new ones, but if you look at 2013, it was 6%. So let's, if, if it was, I would expect to see by 2023, that number to start jumping considerably. Yeah. Because again, 10 years, maybe on replacement of vehicles, this is going to be slow to grow. And right. some of those, in, in, in some of those in dash information and entertainment systems, you have to, if you want the good system, you have to pay a premium. Now Ford and stuff does some basic stuff, mm -hmm. but you know, they look at CarPlay, 9%, Android Audio, 5%. But I think this is the number here that really is the one that most people use. You know, I, I use my cell phone right. in my car. So that's up to 45%. Ever listen to online audio in a car through a cell phone, 45%. Mm -hmm. Even my 2009 vehicle had Bluetooth. So... So I think this will just continue to grow. Yeah, they've I just, agree. They've just made it easy. So anyway, we went through this whole thing. I, I, overall, you know, you want to see more growth in some areas and, you know, it's not always possible. Yeah. And there's a lot of factors that go into changes in these things. And it's, I'm a little, a little surprised that the, the uh, changes in the numbers around in-car um, listening and how slow that's been. Yeah. And same with the smart speakers. I mean, yeah. those, those numbers are still fractional. You know, you know, I look at the, the lips and numbers around people consuming and these, um, these smart agent technologies, the smart speakers, and it's still just a fraction of a fraction. So what happened, what used to happen when I was living in Hawaii is I would say, hey, whatever the device, 
play something. And within five minutes, there would be someone in the house complaining. Turn it down. Right. Turn it up. That sucks. So I'd stop the one in the living room and walk into my office and shut the door and just use my phone. <laughs> You're, well, I mean, podcasting Every, is a private listening. Well, not, not just right? podcasting, but if I, want, if I wanted to play ACDC, right. Right. and I, that's like kind of my go-to, let's get pumped up music, and I did that through my smart speaker, there would be at least one adult child in my house that would be like, Dad, that Dad, sucks. What are you doing? Turn it off. Because everybody's a music critic. Right. And there would be a war over playing. So I just did right here. I just had my earbuds in, had my own, my own thing, and they did the same thing. So this is why, this is why smart home speakers are not taking off. And I bet you during this time when there's all the kids are home and mom and dad are both home as we're all quarantined here, (laughs) soon to be martial law, maybe, who knows? Um, (laughs) They're not going to call it that. Um, they won't call it that. We're, right, it'll we're all going to want our own little space, and where's our space? Right here in our ears, right? So yeah, that, that's our personal space. That's right. Yeah. You know, someone's. You know, it's not very often your kids are going to come up to you and say, "What do you listen to, Dad?" And you take it off and let them hear, you know, a podcast. They're going to go, "Ugh!" And they're going to go listen to something else. Or if they're listening to some music, they're going to like, "Who's that?" You know, like, well, that's ZZ Top. And they're like, who's that? Right. <laughs> or vice versa, where I say, what are you listening to? And, I, and I'm like, who's that? And I'm like, I don't know either. So it's, this is, that's why smart speakers have not taken off from a listening percentage. That's my opinion, because we've all got these, and everyone in the house either has a tablet or something else. And they've been hard to navigate too. And I do, I did notice that the Amazon platform, has shifted to um, asking multiple questions uh, without having to prompt the the agent. Have you noticed that? Yeah. They, they recently made made a change to that, so you can you can ask a question, answers, so you can have more of a conversation with the Amazon platform um, versus what you could do before. Um, so I think that's a big evolutionary change too, and it, it just needs to become more. Uh, more natural language too, and less less structured language. So, Todd, I, oh, go, go ahead. So, I, I did have a special message. I hope you'll be able to hear this, Rob. So, if you can hear this when I play this, then you can give me the thumbs up. Otherwise, you're going to have to wait about thirty seconds. But I want to show you an initiative that we started over at uh, at Blueberry. COVID nineteen, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. There are a few ways to help lower the spread of this respiratory disease. Wash your hands. Avoid touching your face, including mouth, nose, and eyes. Cover your coughs and sneezes. Monitor your symptoms and consult with your doctor. Stay at home and away from other sick people except for medical care. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov forward slash COVID-19. Thank you. So... We went looking for public service announcements for audio and all we found were TV public service announcements. We couldn't find any PSAs that were designed for audio alone. 
Mm-hmm. So we created four PSAs for podcasters. And oh, um, why aren't there readily available PSAs for podcasters? How come no one's done that yet? Hmm. Trying to think. Um, they've been readily available for radio for many, many years. We went looking. So maybe we're just not looking in the right place. So maybe I will put out a challenge to our audience. If you, yeah, I used to play them on my radio show. Yeah. So many, many years ago, let me know how we get on distribution for audio only PSAs that are put together by the government in these types of situations, you know? Yeah. Because we couldn't find, we found a video source and then there's all kinds of rules on how you can use them. So we made our own PSAs. I mean, radio stations have been running public service radio spots for years and for years. years. And years. Yeah. Right. But so I think there is an online source for them that you can download the MP3s. Yeah. So if anybody knows that source, right. we just couldn't find them. So let us know. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. So it's probably on a government website. Yeah. We, we were looking around and, you know, right. yeah. We, find anything. we found lots of video ones. Ah, that's interesting. That we're not allowed to be repurposed as audio. Oh. Specific rules saying you could not. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, because I think that there's a, what's it? Oh, it's like a council. Was it uh, FCC? I think it's, I think it's linked up with the Federal Communications um, Agency. Um, yeah, if I think back to it. So we had our Blueberry Pro team put those together for us. We took information yeah, directly off awesome. the CD site. And we've, uh, I think it, as of yesterday, we've got about 250 shows that have agreed to run them. And uh, so we're going to. So, so you created a web page. You can go in and download them. We works, basically, or? anyone that's on has a Blueberry account, um, right. ha- you've had to have claimed your show. You just go to the podcaster dashboard in the area that says, and we had to put it underneath our campaign system where it says make money. You'll see where it says add the, I think it says, hmm, anyway, you'll, you'll notice it. it says add yourself to the CDC campaign or something to that effect. Right. And you'll be able to add yourself and then get access to the, so what we're going to try to do is we're going to, ha- we don't make it mandatory. No one's getting paid for this. This is, a, you know, we're just, sure. we hope that people come back and report their time hacks so that we can have a little bit of stuff that we can, we don't have no one to report this to. So we're going to at least make a blog post and, you know, in 30 days and say we ran, you know, 182 public service announcements and, you know, and it reached this many people through downloads or this many downloads and Mm -hmm. be able at least, so a little initiative to see if we can, you know, because I, we're, we're all probably already tired of it, to be honest with you, because <laughs> we're getting it in five ways to Sunday. But, you know, if we can do our part, we can do our part. Right. No, I think it's a good idea. Um, the Podcast Academy has its next governor's board meeting coming up on April 1st. I think it's all going to be a, a, just a call-in type of, type of situation. But um, I'm assuming that that organization is marching forward with what they're planning to do. I hope to be on the call um, to learn more about what they're planning to do, but that appears to be moving forward. And uh, the PRX Privacy Symposium at the Podcasting Threats Conference that happened uh, earlier this month in yeah. New York, 
they they posted the videos from four of the panel sessions from the, that event. I, I think some in the podcast community were a little bit upset that there wasn't more information that came out of that event um, to share with the broader community. Um, so now that has been put out anyway. I think that those four panels were pretty reflective of the conversation or the topics that were covered at that event. So I think it'll, I, I think it was good that that got uh, released. I believe it's on the, <clears throat> it's on a medium web, website. Um, and I think, uh, James Cridlin posted a link to it on his newsletter on March 20th. So if you wanted to go into, um, um, watch some of those videos from that particular, um, threats to podcasting symposium it, it really focused a lot of, on privacy but there was other topics we were talked about too um as part of that so i would go go check that out if you're interested in that that event and what was discussed there so what's your team how's your team getting input from you know what's the general thread that's you're hearing from your customers well, it's it's similar um, to what you were talking about earlier. I, I, the support stuff has kind of cooled off a little bit um, there, but there, but the signups and the activity around the platform is pretty much maintaining the the same cadence as what we've seen prior to all this. But I also think Todd, we haven't really seen the full impact of this either. I th- I think it's still there's concern that. Um, depending on how bad the economy gets, that there could be a hit. Uh, we just don't know yet. We, we don't know if there's going to be some sort of a, a new medication that comes out or that's made available to, you know, that can kind of cap this thing uh, at a at a certain amount. But it's interesting, kind of what's going on in the bigger scheme of things. Um, but we're not uh, making any big changes in what we're doing. We're just trying to support the community, probably with more um, online activities right because there's no conferences right yep. so so i i don't know about you todd i know you got hit up uh, to be on um a podcast conference with joe pardo i believe next weekend yeah probably that's going to happen after we do the show next week um so i i think we're, we're going to see definitely a uptick in uh, virtual conferences i think is what's going to wind up happening yeah i agree and you know we even talked about taking our event that we planned on doing the blueberry academy the first one in june and we're going to take that virtual and maybe we can move the schedule up a little bit. But, you know, what really kind of surprises me is I've gotten a couple of tickets with people in sheer panic that have never recorded on their own. They've only went to a studio mm, and yeah. recorded. And I'm like, you can continue your show. Your show doesn't have to end. And we're pointing right. them towards resources. And actually, I got one email back and maybe this is going to hurt the studio that she's been working out of. She goes, I'm never going back to the studio. This was easy. Right. They had done, and they use zoom and she paid for zoom Mm -hmm. and, uh, she was able to record right on zoom and they could see each other. And she says, why, why have I been going to a studio all this time? And I was like, gulp, you know, and, (laughs) and, and she says, we're going to two a week instead of one a week. And I thought, okay, uh, a plus. Then, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So then on the opposite token, there's been a few that have, you know, they're, they're struggling with tech a little bit. And I think there's enough tools out there. There's Zencaster has really uh, opened up their 
allowances for free accounts. Then you've mm-hmm. got uh, obviously some of these are paid tools. You got GoToMeeting. You've got uh, StreamYard. You know some of the it's you know some of these that allows you to record. There's there's lots of ways right. to do this now without. Right. And, you know, the only limitation maybe is maybe they don't have as good of a mic. Maybe in the studio they have one of these, an SMB7, and maybe in their home they only have a Audio-Technica mic or something. Or maybe they're having to work with the uh, computer microphone for, the in, you know, for a little while here. But uh, I think it can really work both ways. So that's the big thing that we've been seeing coming in as podcasters really kind of panicking about that haven't done a show like you and I do here. Or maybe they've they've always had their partner, uh, you know, right next to them at their kitchen table or something. So podcasting should be able to thrive in this space there. You know, there should be no reason why anyone has to stop their episodes. Matter of fact, it should be easier to do interviews because one gal said, well, all the professors, you know, we used to go to the school and do all these interviews with professors. And I'm like, the professors are at home. (laughs) <laughs> right. And you can do an interview again over Zoom or Skype or something like that. And and I said, maybe they even got more time. You know, Joe Pardo and I knocked an interview out over lunch this past week. He was our latest guest on Podcast Insider. And so to knock an interview out when they're on lunch, if even if they're working remotely, this is a good time to rack up some some interviews because what else you doing, right? You, you okay? You, maybe right. you're working from home for eight hours, but there's still lunch. There's still a break. There's still right. every and every everyone's captive right now. We have a captive audience pretty much across the United States. Yeah, and it looks like uh, Amazon still has. Uh, microphones. I, I I think there was something that was put out in the news that uh, Amazon's going to prioritize uh, shipments or whatever around you know essentials. But you still get um, it in. But but yeah, I mean you can still get you know like a Samsung Q2U. I'm looking at Amazon right now. It's it's available. It says they they only have five left in stock. But I don't know if that's just a marketing gimmick that they put on their pages. But uh, for for seventy four ninety nine, you can get the full kit. Um, with the headphones, too. right? So, yeah. or just use your earbuds in the in you know until you know right. I've recorded this show doing an earbud before, just having right. Apple earbuds in. That's true, and That's true. it's it's not the best, but it's not horrible. And well, look at what's well, going on on the major media. Everyone's plugged into, <laughs> yeah, and they're having their, their their struggles just like a podcaster does. Yeah, what I've noticed. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it is really, really interesting how the major media has really started to really embrace what we've been doing for years. And yeah. I, I think it's interesting. And, and I think, but, I think we do it better. Well, <laughs> I would hope after all these years that we would do it better. Well, last but, week was not an example of that. No, it wasn't. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I did see on Amazon that you can get the Samsung Q2U microphone for just $59. And it looks like they, they they don't put any kind of limit on how many are available. So, and if you have the budget, you know, let's, okay, let's say you're saving studio costs cause you're not going to the studio. Right. You're not paying that bill. And that, you know, I, I don't know what it costs to be in a studio these days, but maybe it's time to invest in a roadcaster. You know, maybe it's cause yeah. you know, you, you got a MacBook and you plug that thing right into the roadcaster 
you've got the ability there to do, you can have like three, you can have one person on Skype, you can have one person in on their cell phone, you know, so there's plenty of opportunity and one person in on Bluetooth. So there's lots of ways I think you can have, and plus four guests, but you know, if you're alone and no reason why you can't do your show and that's a healthy investment, don't get me wrong. But what if this goes on eight weeks, ladies and gentlemen, what if we're stuck in our homes for eight weeks? Maybe it's, and if you're, you know, if you can still afford a roadcaster because you're still employed, it might be time to order one, but. Right. And you may not even need one. Depending you may on not. The yeah. kind of show. If you're doing, you're doing a solo show. Or if you're doing it via, um, be you know, one person with a co-host on like a on Zoom, Zoom or one yeah. of these other platforms like a Squadcast. Zoom. Or a, or a stream yard. Zoom, you don't even need one of these yeah. things. Zoom for free. We'll do the Zoom version, Zoom, uh, the Zoom meeting feature for free is 40, we'll record 45 minutes. So if your show's under 45 minutes, you don't even have to pay Zoom. But if you want to add like you know, live intro music, right. or live You're exits, have to edit or it later. kind of audio, you know, that, that's pre-recorded in, in your show on any of those platforms, it, it would be helpful to have one of these things. Um, yeah, I just went to Amazon and looked and they're, they're available on Amazon for $5.99 with free shipping. So how did I play the little audio piece that I just played? I used old school Winamp. I had an audio out of the computer. Right. This is not rocket science. I, you know, but I do have a mixer. Right. So, and okay. So what if you're not doing live, you just patch it in later anyway and post edit. Yeah. You can do that too. yeah. Yeah. You can do post post production. Just get a good uh, wave editing software package. Yep. They're so, pretty pretty inexpensive. And there was actually I won't say which group it is in. I, I guess it, it's a better to say old fogies group or a OG group. OG. And there yeah. was a little bit of a discussion thread about this where people were saying we're you know some of the participants were laughing about people panicking and not being able to do their record their shows because they couldn't go to a studio or someplace to be able to, to record. And we're all, you know, right. It's not that hard. No, it's not that hard. And, and, and this is how in the beginning, how we all did it. There was no studios to go to. If you were actually more complicated in the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. yeah, recording the audio, yeah, it was more complicated because there was no USB microphones. You right. had to have a mixer. It was, all analog. It was yeah. all analog, yeah. so you had to you know, somehow get it into a computer, <laughs> yeah. which was complicated. Yeah, you right. had to have a, a, a recorder. <laughs> yeah, I had to have a, um, a, uh, a sound card that was installed in my computer that it was an interface via FireWire to my... my um, it's yeah right. exactly they yeah. created that connection via firewire not through usb yeah so those were more i mean that was basically like a tuner card that connected up with software i've got a mixer so, in my storage right. room just across the hallway there that still has a firewire output it's still a standard mixer i can still do it right. but no computers have firewire anymore so and it's a common thing that's used with with video that type of it was right? i think i don't think anymore right. maybe, maybe right. a little bit yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on how, how old your hardware is, but it's it's done through digital now. But yeah, I think my uh, no, I don't <clears throat> think my trash can Mac has uh, FireWire anymore. I think it was just 
Maybe it does. Maybe it's the last machine I have that has a FireWire connection on it. Right. But maybe not. I don't I don't know how it's hooked up to one of those drives where anyway, it is what it is. Yeah. So but and, and, I think, you know, so don't get discouraged. And what we need, though, for all of you that listen to the show, because you're very Akamai, you're very aware on how to do podcasting multiple ways, is we need to help these podcasters that are panicking a little bit about how to record their shows. So we just need to give them some advice and some point them in the right direction. And it's not that complicated. It seems complicated until you do it one or two times. Right. And you just work, work the bugs out <clears throat> as you go through it, you know, just like what we had to do last week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I had to dig into the wires and figure out what was wrong. Oh, I figured it out literally five minutes after we stopped the show and I turned around and I was pissed and I'm like, what is wrong? And I'm like, oh, but I just opened this menu up and right. made like a half a tweak adjustment and Mike was on with when we did the lot. I had him call in 15 minutes early because we're double checking the audio. And I see today it's, it's clipping a little bit. Uh, you know, I've got things set up a little bit too hot right now. So, but that's just a software thing on my side. I get that taken care of and adjust it a little more. But, mm -hmm. So what say you? What say you on the chat room here? I've been watching. You guys have been chit-chatting back and forth quite a little bit. Yeah, what's on? And uh, what's Rick on says, the Roadcraster Pro is on map pricing, so five ninety nine is going to be the going price across the board. If if you find a new RCP online for much less than that, don't touch it. It probably isn't genuine and will not be supported by Road. So whatever map pricing it is, I don't know. Manufacturer mm. something price? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But we've had a good turnout in the live show today. I hope That's it's good. Yep. We got 14 people on Facebook. We've got a number of folks that are watching us on Twitter. We have decent views on YouTube. So glad you're all here. So yeah, we're on Twitch. We're on Periscope. We're on three Facebook pages. Pages. <laughs> Good. But I don't know, Rob. So are you like bunkered down completely? Got enough food? Yeah. Definitely. So my sister's daughter uh, went out yesterday and they were in, I live seven miles from the Indiana state line and they were down in Angola, Indiana. Mm -hmm. And uh, they made like this frantic call to my sister saying, there's toilet paper in the store. And, and I'm good. <clears throat> I I'm on a, I've got a good, uh, roll count and because my sister texted me and she says you need toilet paper i said nope I, i'm i'm good i don't need any toilet paper so don't buy me any and uh but my sister's got a house you know all the kids are home my mom's there and uh their toilet paper count was getting uh to the point where you know she's probably got two weeks supply <laughs> so the kids bought it back at 32 rolls so i think they're good for a little while <laughs> Yeah, that should last a while. And uh, is it two ply or one ply? No. You know, um, <laughs> I I told my brother in law what you need to do is you need to have a toilet paper dispenser where you give them four, you know, four squares. Four squares. Time, right? That's it. That's all you get. Four squares at a time. 
So we're, we're, we're rationing toilet paper, Todd. <laughs> but um, the world must be coming to an end. But it was kind of funny. I had to pick up what I wanted to pick up. I picked up. Uh, oh, I need. Uh, and this is another thing. People are going crazy over distilled water. <laughs> you you do know that there is a way to make distilled water. <laughs> just there is no ma- up, and then you just let it sit. Well, no, there's, there's a, there's a process to make distilled water. It's not magic, but if you need distilled water for like a CPAP machine or something like that, you can make your own distilled water. It's not complicated. (laughs) Just Google it. It'll show you. So I went in to pick up, I wasn't going to make my own. And I went into, until I went into the store and I'm like, there's no water. It was, I mean, there was no water in the store. There was no bottled water. No, this, and I'm like, you do know you shouldn't drink distilled water. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing in it, right? Yeah. So I just I was amazed that they were still out of water per se, but everything else seemed to be well stocked and and right. you know it's but that the week before I was in there and there was oh this is a funny one I don't know if I told it on the last show or not but um. Yeah, me is about a week ago, and I, I buy $30, $40 worth of groceries. It's just me, right? I don't need much food. And um, I go down the frozen aisle because I'm going to get two frozen pizzas. And there's a gal with three carts in the aisle. Two, or two daughters were pushing carts, and she had a cart. And she had that cart full of frozen meals. And I looked at her and I said, wow. I said, how many freezers do you have at home? And she looked at me kind of funny. And I stopped and opened the door and got two frozen. And she's putting frozen food back in to the freezer. <laughs> I, she didn't think that she'd have, she didn't think about the fact she doesn't have the storage for it. Right. Okay. right. Yeah. So, you know, and I, and I kind of snuck down the aisle and went around and came back and I kind of peeked down there and she had like a normal amount, like, you know, four or five things of frozen food, <laughs> but she had an entire shopping cart full of frozen food. And I know, I know she probably, I, she had this ding moment, right? Like, yeah, I don't have, uh, I don't have yeah. freezer space for all this food. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I understand people are panicking and worried and she's got to feed her kids and family, but, um, <laughs> And now in the freezer section, there's things that you're limited to five items. You can only take five. (laughs) So, um, but one thing that did concern me that I was a little bit, and and we probably got some truck drivers that listen to the show. So my sister has a laundromat and instead of doing laundry at the house, I just bring my laundry to work. And then I walk next door and do the laundry at my sister's laundromat. And, um, the, uh, it's just easier, put all in at once. It's, you know, I'm done in an hour with three loads or whatever it is I have to do. And, uh, so there's a guy and we're all doing social distancing and they're being real good about wiping counters down. And it's, you know, it's probably the, you walk in and it smells clean and, uh, there's a truck driver standing there and I'm just kind of, kind of, you know, backed off talking to him a little bit. And I said, so what are you seeing? He's saying, are having a hard time finding a place to eat and having a hard time finding a place to sleep. And I'm like, what do you mean? He said, well, a truck can't drive through a drive-thru and a semi-truck can't drive through a drive-thru and we're not allowed to walk up to a drive-thru. 
and said, huh. So I said, how are you eating? He says, mom and pop shops that have signs outside of their businesses that say that they will uh, they have takeout. They'll meet you right. at the door and give you takeout. But he says, we still, where'd I park the truck to get takeout? You know, I have to walk a quarter of a mile to get someplace that has takeout. I'm thinking, okay, so, and plus some of the rest areas in Pennsylvania, they closed them to trucks and it's just, there's a lot of stuff going on there. And I'm like, this is insanity. So if I had a food truck, I would ask the governor for permission to set up food truck in rest areas on the highways to right. sell food. For the truckers for the that drive through. For the truckers that drive through because you're going to be in the open, plenty of social spacing because you're outside. Right. Don't set up tables where people can sit down. Just let them come up, do the transaction, take their food and go. To me, I'm like, why? why let's got to keep truckers fed. And right. number so they can keep moving the so, groceries. So they can keep right. moving the groceries. And number two is why is there such an issue for our trucks to be able to pull over? He says, we can pull over the side of the road on the median. He says, but do you, can you imagine trying to sleep with vehicles driving by at 70 miles an hour? And right. I'm like, you got a point. And he says, plus a safety issue. He says, you know, you're back in your mind. You're worried about someone running into you. And um, so he says the state police has been brutal on them on where they park and, and are trying to sleep. So no one's out. So why don't mall owners, Walmart, all these places that have big parking lots, why don't they open these up for these truck drivers to, he, but he said the sleeping issue has been an issue for years, but it's worse now. Why don't mm -hmm. we do this to help these? So if anybody has anybody, knows anybody in authority, I tried mm -hmm. to do a little social media thing yesterday to get the word out. There's, solu idea, There's solutions yeah. out there for these folks. And, um, you know, I got to use a little common sense, right? But here's creativity, what we're doing. Here's right. an interesting fact. Trucks that are hauling medicine do not have to, they can run 14 hours straight. They don't have to main, I, and I don't know what the rules are on how much time truckers have to, you know, they have so many, so many hours they can be rolling before they have to take so many hours of break. Mm -hmm. So these guys are not. They're smart. Let's remove these arbitrary limits for the time being and let this freight move. And yeah. medical or not, let's, let's let right. it roll and uh, let these truck drivers who have or professionals, let them choose when they need to sleep, you know? And it gives them more flexibility too. A lot of them drive for a certain period because if they stop, the counter's still running on the time. So, right. you know, let them drive three hours, stop someplace and sleep for three, four hours where they can actually pull off and stop and then get in and drive for eight hours. You know, it's. Right. right. Yeah. But that's just one of many things I was. Well, another thing I observed this week was there's a um, sporting store really, really close to my office. And um, the uh, I went in there um, looking for a specific item. And as I got near the back, there was um, elbow to elbow people buying guns. And I was just, and the, the whole, the whole shop, the, all the workers there looked haggard. And I'm like, I, I'm kind of, a lot of them are sold out. Right. And I asked him, I said, what's going on? He says, and this was Wednesday. And he said, we have sold, we normally sell 10 to 15 guns this time of year in a week. 
said we've sold over 500 guns this week alone. And he says, you go over two aisles. I says, the ammo is empty. We're out. <laughs> so, and I'm like, so what's the percentage of existing gun? Because I'm living in a rural community and I almost guarantee about 90% of homes in this community already have a gun or two in them. It's right. just, it's just the way or, it is. Or more. Or right. more in a rural America. And right. I'm like, who's buying these guns? He says, 85% of our brand new gun owners. And I'm like, oh, and I'm like, wow. So people are, and I heard this is nationwide. So people are, people are scared. So if you are a new gun owner, please, YouTube is not the place to completely learn how to handle a gun. It's a good start, but um, just be careful. <laughs> I'm sure there's not going to be any gun training schools operating though. Right. Just be careful. If you're a new gun owner, you know, pay attention uh, around in the chamber is not a good, if you're a new gun owner around in the chamber is not something you should do. Um, you know, you, you, you rack around when you need it. You don't rack around just to have it there. That's how people get killed. So, and maybe someone in your house. So please be careful if you hadn't had no gun safety classes before. Um, and you know, and I don't care what your position on guns is, is we don't want anybody shooting themselves accidentally. But when you have right. an, if you're a new gun owner, you need to be very, very careful. Right. Hey Todd, I did hear that the podcast movement folks said that they're, they're still planning on going forward with the event. And I'm sure that the sheep podcasting event is still in planning stages as well. So yeah. we can all be hopeful that, um, things kind of settle down before we get into August. Yeah. Rob, you, uh, did you see any weird, other weird stuff going on in your community? Thing of note? Not that I've seen. That's really, you know, it's just very, very quiet. There's not a lot of, uh, activity. Um, the grocery stores are still pretty busy when you go into them. Yeah. I try and minimize my, my trips yeah. to grocery stores. Yeah. But here on the roads, I don't see much difference in traffic, at least in this community. People are still out moving People around. People are still They're, moving around. Right. Business is still going. Business, uh, businesses are still open here. Just restaurants, bars are. Where, where people congregate. Yeah, right? are, are closed. So, yeah. you know, shops, Walmart's open. You know, uh, all the big chain stores are, are open. Right. So. This is boom time for the big, uh, you know, Amazon.com is this, I mean, they announced what a hundred thousand people they're going to hire and yeah. Walmart said uh, they're going to hire 150,000 people. So, so I guess yeah. another thing too is, you know, if, if you are working and, uh, you can support your local business with, uh, you know, a takeout or two in the yeah, next coming that's week. A good idea. Yeah. You know, so I'm specifically because I'm here in the office, I'm specifically supporting not big chains. I'm supporting the smaller restaurants at lunchtime, uh, doing a takeout for lunch right. and, uh, check. Yeah, Cause we could lose most of the small restaurants in the whole country. If yeah. this goes on for much more than probably a month. And I know most, many folks are not, you know, without a job right now. And, uh, you, you know, you're, you're, you're reacting and I believe me, I feel for you. Uh, my two kids both lost their jobs, uh, in Hawaii and, uh, it's also, you know, for me, you know, I'm a little, I, you know, I'm a little hardcore. I'm dad. I'm like, uh, this is why you need a degree. Um, so, you know, that was my, I wouldn't, you know, that's, 
me, me being dad against the kids, you know, like, okay, this is why, you know, a college degree is good. Doesn't completely protect you, but in the industry they're working in, they had no protection. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, Todd, just based on your, your, your history in the, the, the military and stuff, how do you think they, that side of the government is reacting to this? What's your gut? Well, they locked them down. I've got buddies that are, you know, they've, uh, their DOD, I know a couple of DOD employees, they were in Florida they went back to Hawaii and DOD self-quarantined them in their home for 14 days from their own travel. Um, they are emergency essential. So they basically cannot, they have to be able to go anywhere at any time. So the government says you will stay home for two weeks since you've just been on travel. Um, they're limiting military active duty military people from traveling. They're basically pretty much on lockdown anyway. Um, you know, I, I think people get a misperception about the military. It's a business. It really, it's one of the biggest businesses in the world. And, uh, it's, you know, it's a self-contained ecosystem to a certain extent, but they're heavily relying on the same stuff that you and I are same suppliers, same medicine, food chains that, you know, all that stuff is the same. So I, I think if it's a internally, they're going to be okay. It scares the living crap out of me when I hear that someone on a ship has gotten COVID-19 because that is, a, that is an ultimate closed ecosystem and the whole ship's going to be sick. There's just no way. It's just like a cruise ship right. and, and you're living tight quarters. So we will see what happens there. But, um, uh, I think that, um, you know, the people we have to be really worried about is our health professionals. You know, there's the whole, when the whole planet melts down, like it is right now, no one can plan for that. There's no way anyone can plan for that. There's no way, there's just no way that there's enough respirators, enough PPE, enough, just, there's no way you could ever have planned for the whole planet. They're literally needing exactly the same thing at the same time. And people are going to be pointing a lot of fingers, but you're screwed. If you're in leadership position, you're screwed. There's no way you can overcome the, the, the monumentum of this. You know, I, I said a couple of days ago, I predict that the whole country will be locked down by Monday. But, um, in all honesty, I think if, if I was in charge, that's what I would do. I would say, let's put the whole country in. Lockdown, we're going to, it's going to be ugly, but let's go to a halt for 15 days and try to get this curve flattened out. And, you know, New York's going to be in trouble. If you, if you live in one of these hot spots, you, you better, you, you better hunker. It's not because they can't treat you. It's because they got too many people to treat. And because they got too many people to treat, those are, those that are on the, on the late edge are going to die because they just can't be treated. Right. It's yeah. not that they can't treat you. We're running like a 1.3% death rate in this country right now, which is lower than what they, you know, look at Italy. Italy has got great healthcare system, but they're just completely, completely overwhelmed. So they just don't have enough beds. It's not that they can't right. treat them. They just can't treat them because they don't have enough beds. So, right. Right. and that's what people need to realize. And this, you know, all these kids that were down in Daytona and stuff doing spring break. Oh, yeah. Well, Parents, what, what the, what is wrong with you? The parents of these young adults, 
Oh right. my god. Yeah. So Yep. Stay hunkered down. <laughs> Stay yeah. Serious stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we've gone over our time. Yes, we have, and we've gotten COVID nineteen it you know at the end we could probably do a show on that but i'm not going to but everyone please stay right. safe out there and yeah and uh, definitely stay hunkered down we want you podcasting another day yeah. and uh so hey one thing rob we're 13 days from being home from orlando tomorrow's 14 days right that's true so everyone that went to podfest i haven't heard anything of anybody having issues that were at, was at podfest so yeah, I haven't heard anything either, and I'm not, I'm not coming down with anything. Yeah, so. I've been good. I never had a runny nose for a month, so nothing yeah. new for me. But all right, everyone. Hey, if you have any comments on today's show, Todd at Blueberry dot com at Geek News on Twitter, Rob. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Rob Greenley. That's with two E's. And if you want to send me an email, uh, you can send it to Rob G at Lipson dot com. That's a great way to get a hold of me. And we want to thank you for tuning in today and joining us while you're, many of you are uh, on lockdown and those that listen later, let us know what you think of the show. If you have something you want us to talk about, fire us away. We'll be back here. I think we're going to be back here next week, Rob. Next Saturday. Yeah. And you know, and, and hopefully we can get a guest on next yeah, week. And it's, I think chaos is upon us. <laughs> yeah. Probably by the time we do this show next week, it, it maybe the, the world is even a more different place than what it is. Today. Fully, so we'll see. I fully expect it. So, but everyone stay safe. Keep hunkered yeah. down, limit your exposure. We, we need your right. podcasting. Everyone right. take care. Keep podcasting. Yeah, yeah. Keep podcasting. That's for sure. All right. Everyone, right. See you next time. Okay. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye.